Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with host, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I am Miss Shannon with the mother, I'm sorry, the daughter of the well, mother. I am daughter, a mother. You are, correct. <laughs> we are both, yes, kind yes, of thing. So yes, sometimes mothers. you have to be... You have to be multi-mothered. Yes. So, yeah, but today, <laughs> in this particular instance, it is the daughter of the mother-daughter team. Ms. Cassandra Brazier is with me. How's it going over there today? It's going. I know. It's I, just, it's uh, just this time of year. It just seems, I don't know how your life goes, just but from looking at your social media and my social media, it's been busy. It's like you hit the ground running once the kids get back to school and you got a million things to do. And, yeah. and I'm like, it's going to look up and we're going to be in winter. <laughs> yeah, I think this, it, it feels like fall happened overnight. Yes, right? All it of a did. sudden, it Labor Day, did. and then it was like, flip the switch, it was, now it's cold. Here in the <laughs> Twin Cities, we were record highs to normal fall. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, I see you, Minnesota, I see you. <laughs> so, anyone listening to us from uh, afar, you can go, oh, are they complaining about their weather? Only kind of. I mean, I'm enjoying it, but it just was abrupt. It was abrupt. It it did feel abrupt. There wasn't, and now it did come back, right? It's a little warmer. It's been a little warmer, which Mm -hmm. anyway, I just, my preference is for it to be warm, which I'm in the wrong state, but that's okay. I I do, my kids love the winter stuff that you can do, all the winter sports. And And I'm a good fall person. Like I'm enjoying the fact that some of the leaves are already turning and all of those things. And, and I think that that'll, that'll help us kind of in the conversation we're having today is just going, you know, a lot of when we're talking about the cost of putting things off, um, mm-hmm. it really does take into play what kind of seasonal person are you? Like, how do you make those decisions and what makes sense for you? Right. And so that may help people navigate why we're going, hey, time flies. Maybe you want to just get this done. Right. Mm-hmm. It does. And if you are, if you're like me, where you just want to savor every moment of that summer. Yes. Maybe now's your time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because uh, though you, hopefully you did. Yes. Hopefully you did, because I right. think it's over for this year. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll, a few we'll get more a spike. Days. We'll right. get a spike. Right. Before we move into today's subject, I do want to remind everybody that securities and advisory service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And then also, you know, as we are making those decisions on when is the right time mm-hmm. to contact a financial advisor, now's a good time. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm just trying to get to that milestone of the kids are back in school, so I've got a little right. extra time to breathe during the day. Maybe you're one of those people like I am. Maybe there's a situation in your life where you're like, this was the event I was waiting for to trigger, hey, let's start this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and actually, like you said, that we find in the financial industry, and I've been in the industry now over twenty years, that mm-hmm. that September, October, November tend to be the busiest months that we have right. historically, just every year. And I think a lot of it does go back to, like you said, kids go back to school, or maybe just the summer's over, and it's kind of like okay, back to work. Right. So sometimes people, maybe you changed a job this year, mm-hmm. you know, or over the summer or recently, or you're you're going to be. Um, that might be a time just to reevaluate things, or maybe your income spiked or dropped. Right, right. If income changes significantly, that can be a good time to reevaluate things and and how to um, you know shift some things around potentially. And that's what I'm kind of looking at is going, okay, well, how can I set myself up for the next year as well? And it seems like now is the time of year to try and put some mechanisms in right. so I can start 
2024, mm-hmm. you know, in the here's what I want to have in place by the time I get there. And right. that's a hard decision to decide, too. It's all like, ah, when am I going to take the time to set things up? Right. And for that. So, yeah, understandable. There's just a lot going on. There can be. Yeah, I know there is for most people. Mm-hmm. I will say if you're someone who is uh, if you're self-employed, you're 1099, right? You have your own business of some sort and you're generating your own income. Um, you maybe you had a banner year because I know that I know the economy can be difficult right now for some people, but some people have been thriving. So if you're in a situation where you've been doing really well, this might be a time for you to look at some different options before the end of the year for um, some kind of planning for a retirement plan yes. that might be able to help you on your tax side and so forth with with that. So we work in conjunction with tax advisors um, on what different options might make sense for people. If you do some things you can fund after, you know, the year for a prior year, but there's some things that have to be done by the end of the year too. Right. So if you can do a little bit of planning ahead of time, like our tax person's always like, okay, we need to talk early December. Like we just <laughs> talked to him now and we need to talk early December. Then we right. talk, I mean, we're talking to him throughout the year. Right. But I think just that ongoing planning, right. same thing with the financial side can just help so that you know what to expect. You can prepare for it. You can plan for it. And maybe you can actually put yourself in a better position. Right. Because there are a lot of things that we know come up in that unexpected category. So it does help to be able to knock some of these things out as we go. So you can go, all right, when that perpetual unexpected category pops up, because it's inevitable. It's right. inevitable. It gives us that opportunity to kind of pop back in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my grandma always used to say, and she's still alive, um, but she always used to say, you know, a stitch in time saves nine, right? I've so, heard that before. Right. I do not know what that means. So I think <laughs> what it means, what she explained it to me, was that if you see, like, let's say you have your you, you have your favorite pair of jeans, right? Mm-hmm. And you you notice that it looks like it's starting to get a little bit of a rip or something. If you just stitch it up right away, yes, it won't get big enough that you have to make many, many more stitches, right? Right. So if you get ahead of something... Um, again, look at things, even if you don't know if it's something that needs to be addressed or not, that might save you in the long run. Right. So when we continue to have this conversation um, about uh, what it is, the, the kind of things that we need to get in front of, how are you helping your um, clients go? Here's the thing that I think is the next thing we need. So it, it depends on when we look at someone's situation and we look at where they're at, Right. But we're going to go through some general things today and mm-hmm. talk about what is the potential cost of not addressing these different areas. Mm-hmm. Could be It could be just um, cash flow analysis. It could be life insurance. It could be saving for retirement. It could be any number of areas. Um, even debt is one of them that we're not even going to be able to get into today. But all, the, all those are areas that if you can address them, the sooner the better because it can save you that much more in the long run. And we're going to get into that today in a in a real concrete way so that people can get some actual examples and some ideas of this is this could be a true cost of not addressing some of these things. Right. And so do you have one that you want to start with right now as we continue to look for things? So let's go into this instead while we're setting that up and we give people a chance to be part of the show. You can always call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. If maybe these start to sound like what you might have an interest in, uh, what these start to sound like something might be uh, pertaining to you. But if you need to go a little deeper, today is a great day to start 
start that. And then just reminding people that there are certain pillars that whenever you're starting the conversation with them, you're going, okay, here's what happens when we have that complimentary consultation. Mm -hmm. What do we usually, you know, when people are going, oh, well, I'm going to, I don't know if I have all the information or if I'm ready. How do you tell them, nope, you are ready. Here's what we need. Yeah. Sometimes I think that can hold people back. That's a good question. So Mm -hmm. when people reach out to us, um, we love working with my talkers. People reach out to us. They go to our website, clearstepfinancial.com is probably the most common way slash my talk that people reach out and they say, you know, I'd like to set up a complimentary consultation. Great. Then we will find out, do you want to meet virtually or in person? And so and if you let us know that right away, that can speed the process up even faster of mm-hmm. getting something booked. And so then once we have something set with people, we'll send them the form ahead of time so that they can have a really good idea of what are we going to talk about? What information would be good to be prepared to have on hand? And then we send that off to them. So you'll know exactly what we're going to talk about ahead of time. Right. If you don't have it all filled out, that's okay. Do right. your best. And then we can talk through things when we meet. That's the purpose of the first time we talk to people, that initial hour where we, we earmark an hour. Sometimes right. it takes a little less. Mm-hmm. It's just to go through and make sure that we have been able to ask all the questions that we need to to get a clear picture of what your situation looks like now and what's important to you. Right, because sometimes there's situations where you go, I set this up with the previous employer. I haven't thought about it in five years. I'm not even sure if it exists or where mm-hmm. to go. And you can help give people that that foundation of, right. here's where we think you should look. Yep. Mm-hmm. We help people track things down or make phone calls with people to find out information if, if it's needed. Um, so we really hold people by the hand through the process. And then we set up a second time to go through all that information. So once we have a chance to really dig in and run some numbers and look at people's scenarios, that's when we can actually say, this is where you're at. Right. These are some areas that we think would be good to make some changes or some adjustments and maybe keep doing what you're doing here. Maybe do a little more here, do a little less here. Right. Add this here, shift this to this bucket. Right. We look at a really full picture of planning. Right. So there's a lot of moving parts, and I think people really walk away with a sense of, accomplishment like they've gotten through it right exactly and confidence and empowerment and and all of that just feeling like okay i know where i'm at and i and then you can feel better about what you are spending your money on now too because you know where you're at in terms of your future goals right and then when something comes up you can go here's how i'm going to prioritize those things yes also over the last couple of months we've been reminding people that they can start signing up for the fall seminars and now we are hitting that time period so it's oh my gosh i I know know. the fall (laughs) webinars are here pretty much absolutely so if you go to clearstepfinancial.com slash events you can sign up for that you can also go to clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk nice and easy there on a tab if you just want to go and set up that complimentary consultation so when we get back we're going to have some additional information on the cost of waiting and also be ready to take your calls again that number is 651-641-1071 be right back with the financial health and wealth show with our friends from clear step financial on my talk 1071 Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also available on our website. Go to MyTalk1071.com. Use that keyword health and wealth. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Cassandra. And we are going through the cost of waiting and reminding you that you can also be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. So as we mentioned, we have some, some tangibles yeah. Some concrete, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing of, of here's the numbers and why we can help you make some valid decisions for you and your family and their, your financial health and wealth. Right. And we, we talk about this all the time, and hopefully you know this about us, but we are never someone to, um, to come down on someone right. or shame them. This is really, this is not to say you should have, could have, would have. 
We all know that there are reasons that people take twists and turns in life and all of our journeys towards our future financial goals look very, very different. Right. So so just know that um, we're just we want to talk about this for education and then and then even we always say it's never too late either. Right. So it's good to know these things. And if you're in a position where you can get ahead of them, that's fantastic. If you feel like it's too late, it's probably not. There's still probably some things you can do. So just just know that. Okay. So we want to talk initially, what what if you wait to save, right? What yes. if you're someone, for whatever reason, you just never started saving? Because mm-hmm. some people do come to us and say, I just, it's too late. I think it's too late, right? right. So and, why and start now? And it may now? not be. And it why may not be. Mm-hmm. And you could still have a nice nest egg going into retirement, even if you have a few years left and you really, you know, you, you really make it a priority. But we're going to talk about two scenarios. We have the Susie Saver yes. versus a Polly Procrastinator. Correct. Okay? Got it. So in both scenarios, they save for 20 years. Mm-hmm. They save $100 a month. Okay. And they get a 6% average return. We're just using this so that it's it's apples and apples, right? 6%. It's it's pretty moderate, right? Mm-hmm. And then at 65, we look at where they're at. Now, Susie, she started saving from age 25 to 45. That was her 20-year window. Okay. But then she stopped. Okay. But Polly waited till she was 35, so 10 years later, but still saved for 20 years. Yes. So 35 to 55. So they both saved a total of $24,000. Yes. But Susie ended up with 94,800 or so, right? And then Polly only had 44,000 at 65. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Just waiting 10 years, you still save the same amount of money, but because there's less time that your money has to compound and grow, that's why we talk about how time in the market is very important. Yes. And just telling people that, you know, even if you're like, I already put it off X amount of years, still start when it occurs to you and do the best that you can, right? right. Mm-hmm. Now, does this mean that Polly can't retire? No, but it does mean that if Polly wants to get to the same bucket of money that Susie has, which would be that 94000 she would have to save more. Right. Okay. So sometimes that, that so in this scenario, that's the cost, right? Yes. The cost of waiting would be now you, you have save, to save more, more. Mm-hmm. to get to the same goal, or right. get to the same amount. Right. So get in as soon as you can. And if not, then you can go, here's the next strategy. I need to be able to make more space. Right. And maybe that's the situation. Maybe you didn't have a lot of wiggle room when you were younger, and now mm-hmm. maybe you do. So you got used to working right. with no wiggle room. Maybe you just got to keep doing that well, for a exactly. while. Well, <laughs> exactly. It's so. funny. My, my husband and I were watching a comedian. He was talking about like when the firstborn is born. Yeah. Parents are like poor, and they have no money. And right. they're like, where did this child come from? Right. And then all of a sudden, by the last child, if there's multiple kids, right, he was saying, and then the parents are like, they have so much money and they have like much better houses. The oldest one never saw those houses. That like all this stuff, in, right? That happened completely in my family. <laughs> so, we look at our baby sister like, you have no clue. Right. Like, yeah, you got all the stuff. Well, and we that's just similar. didn't own any of the right. stuff. So I'm like, it's okay. It You'll is okay. Fine. So I think in life, it's a, it's a journey, right? Yes. And so you may be in a place now. Not don't beat yourself up that you didn't start saving. You might be doing so much better now that you're able to save right. what it would take still to get to retirement. Exactly. Or maybe you're doing that already. So, exactly. So that's that's just that's the first educational piece today. Yes. Is that you could save less if you're able to start early on. Mm-hmm. You can get to the same goal potentially with less if all things being equal. Can right? I ask you this question? Does it also is it also good to remind people that when we're saying you could save less that if you're going, well, it's not enough that it's going to matter. If you're younger, it's like every little, it could matter. Yeah. In the long run, it's still going to help you out. Even if you're like, ah, oh, it's just an extra, let's just throw out a number, $50. Like right. all I have right now is $50 a month. 
hey, that's a great start. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Right. I mean, people can start where they're at and build up because it might be $50 now. It might be $100 in a couple of years. It might be $300 in five years. I mean, there are people that legitimately now, you know, as they get further on in life too, they can save a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand a month or Mm -hmm. more. They're they're able to do that kind of saving. um, And it just takes some time. If you're not there yet, work towards it. Right. So, right. I mean, it might seem it might seem a little out of reach now, but like you said, Shannon, just start where you're at. Exactly. What happens is it is it's one of those laws of motion. Mm-hmm. So if you get in that, go in that direction, it's easier and easier to increase. You start with fifty, then you do seventy five, then you're doing a hundred. You just little by little increase it, and it, the momentum just continues to carry you. Right, and we like to give our my talkers some momentum in their financial health. We yes. do. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So. So that that time's going to pass either way, yes. right? So we might as well, if we're able to, let's capitalize on it. Um, what's the cost of waiting to apply for life insurance? We've talked about this. I mean, sometimes we've done whole shows on life insurance, right? right? But so let's talk about a few things that potentially pop up, right? Usually when we're young and healthy, we don't feel the need to have life insurance. Correct. Now, if, you've, if you're married or if you're in a serious relationship or if you have dependents, whether it's parents that are depending on you or even children that are depending on you, maybe you have thought about it. Right. But otherwise, a lot of times we don't think about it. It feels like when you're prioritizing your funds when you're younger, you're like, well, why am I paying for this thing that doesn't really affect me for hopefully decades? Or maybe, decades. yeah. Ever. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm never going to die. Right. right. Yeah. You feel that way sometimes when you're 22. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Here's the thing. So health can change, as we all know, right? We all know we know someone or maybe our own health has changed. Mm -hmm. That can either significantly increase the cost of life insurance or make it so that you're not insurable at all. Right. And so even if you're at a point where you may not think that life insurance is an important thing, sometimes we talk to people who are even single about it if they plan to have a family, if they'd like to have a family at some point, if they right. think there will be people dependent on them at some point, because it's never cheaper th- than where you're at today. It, right. You can't go backwards, right? Right. And if you're healthy and you could get a good rate, then it might make sense. Because, And we look at even a term policy could be a good option for people. It's the cheapest, it's the lowest that they'll have to pay on, on any kind of life insurance and then still have some coverage. And sometimes there are ways to add some additional bells and whistles where you could make it a permanent one if you right. wanted to, or you have other other components there to have. So you might be you might be spending money that you can't see your future self needing, but it'll be worth it in the long run because future you may not be able to get it. Right. Okay. And and we we have clients like that where um and Carla has entered the room here. Hello. Um Hello. but we have clients where you know they they wish they would have and that's one of the biggest things. And there's really nothing you can do. Once you become uninsurable, there's really, there's not anything that we're able to do. Right. Oh, and life insurance gives you peace of mind. So, yeah, it does. It you gives know. you, it can give you peace of mind. It gives you peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and so, and we like peace of mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's one less thing that you have to, as you're making your overall mix of decisions, you go, all right, well, that thing's already t- ticked off. So I do want to make sure that we don't start and get in the middle of something. So before we go to break, what are we going to cover as far as the cost of waiting when we return? Well, the next thing we're going to talk about is the cost of waiting to really have a plan for your overall assets. Mm -hmm. 
So we're going to talk about that. Right. And we also want to remind everybody that you can go ahead and sign up for those complimentary consultations. Go to my talk one. I'm sorry. Go to uh, clearstepfinancial.com slash my talk to go ahead and set that up. You can also get on this calendar for all of those wonderful webinars that we are looking at as we move into fall. Again, go to clearstepfinancial.com and then just look for my talk. We'll be right back with the financial health and wealth show here on my talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here now with the full mother daughter team from Clearstep <laughs> Financial, as our good friend Carla has joined us as well. Cassandra has been here with you, and we would love to get your voice into the room. You can call us at 651 641 1071. That's 651 641 1071. So we've been going over the cost of waiting with some tangible scenarios of what might happen and why we encourage you to not procrastinate fascinate for too long, but also reminding you that whenever you are able to start these things, let's just go ahead and start. I know. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Right. Now is the time. So, and and we talked about that too, how September, October, November tend to be very busy months. And I know a lot of people tend to be ready or maybe at this point, uh, the beginning of the year, and then this can be a very busy time too. So we'd love to, we'd love to talk with you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about you wait to do anything with your overall money, your assets. Let's say you've done a great job saving and you're maybe you're getting closer to retirement. So mm-hmm. if we look back, let's, let's all don't close your eyes. If you're driving, if you're not driving, close your eyes. <laughs> Imagine you're in 2008. Yes. And let's say that you're going to be retiring soon. So in your 401k, you might have your money in a target date fund. We talked about those on a recent episode of Mm -hmm. our 401k. So if you want to do a deeper dive into that, you can. But basically a target date fund that is a 2010 fund would mean it's managed as if you were probably going to retire around 2010. Yes. So it would be pretty conservative if it was 2008. Yes. Now, we most of us remember if you were invested in 2008 that the markets declined, right? Right. From the end of 07 until the beginning of 09. So 08 was all negative, right? Yes. It was like a, this a falling off a yes. cliff, right? Mm-hmm. So with, if you were in a target date fund just two years before retirement, you may have dropped somewhere around 27-ish percent. Yes. So if you had a million dollars and you were like, I'm two years from retirement, I'm sitting pretty well, I'm on track, that would have dropped to about 725000 Mm-hmm. Over that period of time, in oh eight, even in a even in a even in a very conservative target supposedly, date, right? right? Even in a conservative, and back then they didn't have a whole lot of target date funds. Okay, right? but mm-hmm. it was the same mix. You mm-hmm. had like a fifty, but they all bonds. pretty much responded yeah. similarly. Right? Okay, yeah. Right. Whatever yeah. variety of target date fund you were in in two thousand eight. Most of them all still declined, yep. even significantly. So let me paint this picture. Right? Okay, Carla. So you have an 08 that was a major drawdown, uh, which means the market, you know, drew down, slid down, and was negative. But remember, back in 2000, 2001, 2002, so look at all the people, especially the baby boomers, that had to deal with that, mm-hmm. right? So then you had negative 47% for inequity. But a lot of people were inequities back then, right? So, so you had three years of negative 47. Then you had it, it weighed about seven years to gain back what you lost if you didn't pull it out. I'm not suggesting that that's always the best thing not to pull it out, but anyway. So then you got 08 again, like Cassandra said, and, and now even a conservative portfolio, you're down about 25% or so. Right. In 08. Right. And that, and that was that, yes. And that was assuming. So the, the biggest thing I think on that is that target date funds, 
Again. I think she's got something to say. <laughs> Two cents. <laughs> Thank you, Lex. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Carla. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So can we unspool that, though? Because I... I appreciate what you're saying, but I need it translated right. as to what our recommendation is and how does it tie back into how do we help people right. go, here's right. how we should manage that. Right. So what she, basically what she's saying is people went through in, in like a 10-year period between the early 2000s and then 2008, there were two significant periods of the markets going down, right? Gotcha. And so what happened, though, what we're specifically talking about right now is if you're close to retirement, even if you're in a very conservative Again, target date fund, which a lot of people are. Okay. A lot of people are. Because now they're much more popular than they were They're in almost in every right. 401k. Okay. I mean, you just about option. every 401k has those options. Yes. They, in my opinion, this is Cassandra's two Cassandra's cents, mom. Cassandra's, Cassandra's two cents. <laughs> we have that as well. As, um, and I, for Cassandra's, we'd like very much to hear what you have to tell us. So. Two cents. <laughs> Uh, so my yeah. two cents is that target date funds are better than not having target date funds. So because they do yes, have okay. some moving parts. Yes. They're not the end all be all, though. So, mm-hmm. again, if you're looking at a 401k and you can either design your own allocation, I don't think the average person can really design their own allocation. Maybe the best that they would need it to be. Right. Right. And they and even if they do. They're typically, again, this is just human nature. They're typically not going to go and adjust it over time. Correct. So you'll what, have the best yeah. of intentions. You but, do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe it works out great for you. Maybe you set it and forget it and it worked out really, really well, but it may not either. And so in my opinion, the target date funds are better than not having target date funds. But that's if you're going to be confined to a 401k. So, right. so this is where we get back to if you're over 59 and a half, you have typically, you have options. You can shift things. So if you're that close to retirement, you may want to look at doing some shifting with some of your assets at least. Because it made sense to have it in a, a thing that kind of managed itself it when ha- you were farther away. It has away. some changes over time. So this is the, this is the key thing, Shannon, mm-hmm. is that a target date fund will make changes on a schedule. Correct. So when the market was dropping in 08, they didn't make any additional changes to try and preserve any more money because, because the market it wasn't was dropping. Part of the schedule. They they kept making their adjustments and reallocations on whatever schedule it dictated. Right. So people just lost that money that close to when their kind of retirement date may have been. Mm-hmm. And that's where we like to look at some additional diversification for people as they get close to retirement. And we call that, you know, when you're in a mutual fund, whether it be a target date or whether it be a selection of funds from your 401k, or maybe you're in certain mutual funds that you just pick and choose, right? Yes. Some equities, some growth, some global, some bonds. Um, but that type of, of investing is called, we call it passive investing. It just means you, I call it riding on the, that's my little, you know, commentary. Yes. It rides on the roller coaster ride. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. There's no one there uh, just helping you get off that roller coaster ride right. or helping to, you know, a lot of our focus is to help preserve assets, but also have the ability to grow assets. Right. You know, that's a goal. But a lot of times you can't find uh, that type of, you know, situation inside of a 401k. Well, if you right. keep it, yeah, there's pros and there's always pros and cons. So we always look at pros and cons. But I mean, ask yourself if you just went through, you had a million, it went down to 725. Mm-hmm. If you lost 27.5%, you'd need about 40 yes. percent return to get back to a million. And we're not there yet. Well, but how, how, 
excited would you be to be fully invested to be able to pick up that potential 40 when you just went through that kind of a loss? That's a hard thing mm-hmm. to hang on with. Right. So I think it can help people in a lot of ways. There's, you know, there's our behaviors, our emotions, all these things. But that's obviously going to trigger that trust response. Like, mm-hmm. can I trust that this is going to be in my best interest when I got whacked so aggressively? Right. Okay. And that's why, but that's why the sooner people can, once you get to a point where you're either if you're, if wherever you have the majority of your assets, right, make sure that there's people that are giving you advice and helping you to, to determine what to do with them. Because Again, a little bit of planning. We're going to talk, too, about income strategies next. But a little bit of planning can go a long way. Um, And again, if someone would have done maybe a little bit of planning before 2008, if they were able to shift some of their 401k monies, they may have been able to preserve quite a bit more. Right, right. So, well, and some of these, some of these uh, passive strategies that are in four hundred one ks or mutual funds, right? They they don't really have the ability to maneuver on a daily basis. They don't they don't adjust, right? Correct. Like Cassandra said, it's on a schedule. So whatever that schedule is, that's when they will move more to bonds to preserve a little bit more. But it doesn't respond to the market, and so you know we're talking about planning the cost mm-hmm. of waiting. And so often we think we're fine and dandy, but then when we have the uncertainty or the unknowns come up in our world, uh, you know, then people a lot of times will question things. Well, yes. um, maybe I should maybe I should look at other opportunities. Maybe I should look at other investments. Maybe I should diversify mm-hmm. a little bit more. So we're trying to help people diversify in advance. We're trying to get ahead of that. Yes. Right? We want to help people get ahead of that. Let's do a little planning. Let's right. look a little bit ahead. Let's, uh, you know, at least get ideas, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. get ideas. And I think people... If you get ideas and you understand and you have an education on some of the different options and things that you have, I think people are are very able to make confident decisions about what makes sense for them. And right. That's part of it is the educational process, and that's our focus is to teach and educate about money and finance. And very often when you get that information, you can make you can make your educated decisions then. You can make your decisions based on education, not just something that you might have picked up somewhere or heard from this commentary or whatever. It's good right? to have somebody that can sit edu- down with you and actually go, this mm-hmm. is what the scenario looks like when it's overlaid with your specific situation. Mm-hmm. Or these are your options, mm-hmm. risk tolerance, time horizons, all those discussions that are important to go through, not just to listen to your neighbor where your neighbor might say, you know, maybe you should do this or this, but maybe it's not the right thing for you. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I think it's also interesting when we consider, you know, when you're having this plan, going you're also able to not only plan with the assets you already have, but planning how can you have greater assets by looking at your income streams and other things like that and not resting longer than you need to on certain things. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where the next thing we want to talk about is income planning. Right. And so you may think, well, I'm not going to retire yet or I'm not there yet. There are a number of things people can do along the way to retirement to get ahead and plan for Mm -hmm. having more income in retirement. Right. And income planning is is not it's not always how much you know, it it is somewhat based on the amount of money you have, but sometimes you can take an amount of money and you can pull more out of that portfolio with certain strategies than you can if it's just based on the total value of the asset. So right? there's ways to leverage and to be able to generate income from from different 
pots of money. Can you please explain to me what we're discussing as far as this type of income? So are we looking at income as people are paying themselves once they're in retirement or leading up to it? So during the conversation today, which are we talking about? So there are ways that you can position buckets of money mm-hmm. to, like she was saying, leverage to give you greater amounts of income in retirement. Okay. Um, but there are also what we're going to talk about too is just doing a little bit of planning along the way and that how and how that might help you have more money in retirement as well just to purely be able to pull out of an account. Okay. Well, we only have about 30 seconds before we're going to go into break. So I don't want to start it too involved. So I wanted to kind of give us that opportunity to give that baseline information. So when we get back, we're going to have some very specific scenarios. Again, we'll come back to uh, two friends that might have very different scenarios that hopefully people can apply uh, to their life, right? So those strands are going to be, who are we going to talk about? Well, we've got Mainstream Mandy. And we've got Savvy Sally. All right. So get ready for that, everyone. You can also be part of the show. That number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with our friends from Clear Step Financial here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Happy to be joined by my friends Cassandra and Carla from Clear Step Financial, reminding you can get this episode and previous episodes if you go to our website. Just go to MyTalk1071.com. Use that keyword health and wealth. The cost of waiting is what we've been talking about. So we now we're to the uh, the cost of waiting to plan your income strategy. So mm-hmm. we introduced our friends Mainstream Mandy and Savvy Sally. We did. So we've got Mandy who saves. She's saving five thousand a year for thirty years. Okay. And it's and she's saving and this this illustration is going to talk about different tax buckets. Yes. So Mandy's saving in her her four oh one K. She's just saving in a regular or maybe it's an IRA. Mm-hmm. Those are in the same tax bucket. So that okay. means that that five thousand that she saves comes off her income as being taxable, so it's a deduction. Okay, right. So there's no taxes being taken out of that five thousand in the year she earns it. It will all be taxed when she pulls it out later. Okay, we are not tax advisors. No. <laughs> so so this is how Mandy is saving, right? Thirty years. Sally saves five thousand also a year for thirty years, but she saves it in her Roth, or maybe it's a Roth four hundred one k, but it's some kind of Roth. Where she pays for the taxes she now. She does pay for the taxes in the year she earns them. Mm-hmm. So that 5000 is not a deduction for her. Okay. She just pays the income tax on it as she goes, but she saves that 5000 a year still. So they both, again, all, th- all, all everything else being equal, they both earn 8%. Let's say once they get to 65, they both have about 566000 So those 30 years of saving, right? They both start drawing about 5% then out of their accounts okay. as income. They're both in the same tax bracket. We're going to just say 22% tax bracket. Okay. Um, they're single. Mandy, mainstream Mandy, will end up with just under 20000 after state and federal taxes and everything. Okay. Sally, because there's no taxes when you pull it out, will have about 28000 Okay. Woo, Sally. Yes. Good Woo-woo, job, Sally. Sally. Yes. What is Sally doing different? <laughs> All she did was she she paid her taxes as she went along, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, so you will pay a little bit more in taxes each year on that five thousand. But when she got to retirement, she has eight thousand more of right. usable, per actually year. usable income per year. Pretty neat. So that and that's and again, a sizable amount, and that's with us just ballparking what it's right. going to look like. Because back to what we've said before, you don't really know what the taxes are going to be later. It we could don't. be more, it could be less, but you know. Right. Historically, things seem to be going up a little bit every year. Exactly. But that's a good example. It's a very 
it's it's an estimate, but it's just yeah. a very an easy example to see how taxes can impact yeah. your right. retirement. And how, you know, we we've had whole programs on Roth IRAs and how important it is to invest. Do what you can to maximize your Roth, no matter what, every single year, because the contributions now you can go up to sixty five hundred if you're under fifty, as long as you have earned income. Right? You have to have the earned income uh, to be able to contribute to a Roth, and you can do seventy five hundred if you're fifty and older. Uh, to be able to invest in a Roth. And it's never too late. You could be in your 60s and not have a Roth. I've met people like that, and we just you know, really uh, start them up and, and encourage them to, as long as you're working, to put 7500 away a so year. So it's 65 until you hit 50. Yep. And, then it, and when does it go up again? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. No, once you hit age 50, then you can put 7500 into a Roth. Now, okay. some of you, maybe you're doing great. You've had a fantastic year or you're just a high income earner. And so you never started a Roth because you didn't think you could. You're still able at this point in time, you're still able to fund a Roth. There's some additional steps. It's a little more complicated, but we are able to help people get money into a Roth still, even if you're above the income limits, which right. I think in 2023, it's like 220000 or something like that adjusted. So that just know that. So if you have questions on that, reach out to us. Now, if your 401k has a Roth option too, that could be another way. Because again, if you're trying to catch up on saving and yes. you really want to funnel as much as you can into something that will have some tax advantages, because maybe the rest of your career, maybe you've done it all in your regular 401k. Maybe you really want to heavy, you know, really emphasize on that Roth bucket. If you have a Roth component in your 401k and you're over 50, you could do 30,000 a year if you again, if you're really trying to funnel money away and maximize that Roth bucket. Right. So if you're in a position where you're like I can absolutely just I just need to just I'm going to bunk I'm I'm going to hunker down and just get a lot of this stuff done. There's some options there. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. There definitely are. Mm-hmm. So, and and those are all things that we look at and that we we can identify and make recommendations when we talk to people. So you you don't need to know all the questions to ask. We know the questions to ask. Right. Uh, we'll ask the questions and we'll also help you find the information if yes. you don't know where to find it. Fair enough. So it's, it's a pretty easy process. Right. So no matter where you're at, though, if you've done almost all your saving in something tax deferred, like a 401k, maybe it's in an IRA now, you can do what's called converting, you can convert funds from one tax bucket to another. Like we just started personally, I'm telling everybody my personal story. And so I can disclose this. Mm-hmm. That's something that Cassandra and I worked on earlier this year was that a bunch of my money was in that. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's move it now because hopefully right. I make more money in the future. Mm-hmm. Do it now. You might yeah. a, a lower, maybe paid less for taxes this year. Yes. And yeah. then convert partial right. or all of it to a Roth. Now, exactly. to communicate that, what you communicated with me is that that Part of it counts kind of like income now, right? Correct. So that was part of the reason I want to do it now is hoping that future Miss Shannon is making more money. And so <laughs> I want to be able to do it now when right. I'm like, it won't look, it won't cost me as much money because right. I'm not making as much as I hope to make in the next five to 10 years. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, I'm like, like that future exactly. Miss future Miss Shannon, hopefully yeah. we'll be crushing yeah, it. Right. And so it's like, let's do this now yeah. and, and just yeah. start moving well, it. I mean, well, look where you are from five years ago, even when we first met, right? So you're definitely on that trajectory. And some other people may be on that trajectory where they're really, you know, kicking off and doing well. So whether even if the markets are down, that might be a time because if your account goes down, you could shift, you know, some over that way, too, when the the markets are a little bit lower. Um, Or again, I, I was just talking to some people this last week where they have a little less than 10 years to retirement. 
we're just talking about let's funnel every year. Let's do a little bit, a little bit, whether it's two, three, four, five, ten thousand, whatever. I always tell people whatever you're comfortable with, yes. whatever you're comfortable paying the taxes on. You can talk. You can advise with your tax person. See what the impact is going to be. You don't want to be surprised. And then do whatever number makes sense to you. And let's start getting that money over there. Right, right. And so it's not a have to. It's a here's a metered response to try and make sure that you're setting your future self up for the best response possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And a common question is, does that count towards what I can put into my Roth IRA? And it does not at all. Those are two separate, separate. You have contributions. And that means money, new money. That you invest into that account. Yes. And that's where there's that limit of 6500 if you're under 50, 7500 if you're over 50, 50 or over. But you can convert as much as you want, and it has no bearing on what you can contribute. It's so, just how much do you want to pay? How much right. do you want to pay in taxes? And again, mm-hmm. we always say talk to the tax person so you either, so you don't want to be surprised. Right. right. We don't just know tax people, uh, you know, they're not doing income planning for the future as well. So it's good to work. That tax person may want to have a conversation with the financial planner so that you come together on the total picture of the goals for that for that client. I think as we're wrapping up today, that is a great way uh, to segue into when we wrap that it is a value to you to have all of your team be on the same page. Mm-hmm. So your financial advisor, your tax advisor, if you're in, you know, like anytime I'm, I'm talking to like, maybe I want to buy another house in, in five years. They, you know, my realtor, Mimi said, talk to Cassandra mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and make sure that yeah. you're like, what's your strategy? Like, am I paying off debt for it? Am I putting away this much money? Where should I put it? And so it does, it is a value for you to go, I'm going to help coordinate all of these mm-hmm. things so that you're not making decisions in a vacuum. And, the more you have those conversations at the beginning, instead of going, I'll just figure it out myself, sometimes you save yourself a lot of headache. Well, isn't it interesting? Because I enjoy that, too. I enjoy Mm -hmm. talking to professionals uh, to get their advice, because just like with us, we can cut through, we can, we can, we can see things, you know, you see the bigger picture and we cut through a lot of, uh, uh, maybe things that uh, a lot of confusion, confusion sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it, it's admittedly confusing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of wheels yep. that you have to get yep. turning on at the same time, sometimes. So it's fair. You're an expert in whatever it is that you do. Right. Go ahead and feel free to talk to some other experts. And we're here to educate and teach, and we would love to sit down if complimentary consultation, just reach out to us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's two really great ways to go ahead and set up those complimentary consultations. You can go to clearstepfinancial.com slash mytalk and set it up that way. Or you can also pick up your phone and call 651-600-0855. That's 651-600-0855. So what do we want to leave everybody with as we wrap up today? Well, here's what I'll say. I think if we're on a certain path, People, usually human nature is that we'll make a drastic change either out of desperation mm-hmm. or out of inspiration. Yes. So we hope this has been somewhat ins- inspirational, inspirational to you. We would love to help you further um, and give you different recommendations. We just really love being a resource and helping people. Absolutely. So again, go ahead and hit them up at clearstepfinancial.com or call 651-600-0855. We'll see you on the next Financial Health and Wealth Show with Clearstep Financial.